Long ago, the four nations lived together in harmony. Then everything changed when the Cabbage Corp podcast began. Hey, this is Josh. And this is Christian. And welcome to the Cabbage Corp podcast. The Cabbage Corp podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you like to listen to your favorite podcast. Head to anchor.fm slash cabbagecorppod to find the podcast app of your choice. Also, for our Korean listeners, don't worry, we are also on Podbang. If you like this episode, make sure to like, subscribe, and share. We love to hear from all of you guys, so leave comments and reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Everybody, welcome back to the Cabbage Court Podcast. We are currently on our mini-series, and this is episode three of our mini-series. Now, last week, we went over the relationship between the Southern and Northern Water Tribes and their own growth within the Avatar world. And this week is actually going to be a bit more chill, a bit more different, and we're going to get into some Avatar theories. Well, can we address how ridiculous Avatar theories this whole world is? Like, okay, so I'm a big Harry Potter fan. Only okay, to I, this wait. Is, oh my God. We'll, we'll have to do the, the, the where, what kind of Potterhead are, are you, you know? But these universes, these fantastical universes, um, the Harry Potters of the world, the Lord of the Rings of the world, the Twilight series of the world you know like um like i'm out there i love allegiant i love all those uh those crazy like teen angsty dramas hunger games count me in and what's one of the biggest connecting factors for all these fantastical universes is that there's always theories and fan fictions but in 2020 in the year of our lord 2020 all these things are coming to this weird morphing amalgamation all over tiktok and instagram memes and so it's just like so much for me usually i I, like we would have to go into like a a weird person's tumblr or like get into a reddit thread and like get really weird and nerdy about it and those things are still you know alive even like avatar having the whole avatar wiki is still alive is great but because all the discover functions and all the the ig memes and the twitter memes that come out I'm just, I see literally more avatar memes than any other kind of content in my life. Text from my mother, work emails. I'm just like <laughs> in the middle of everything. It's like, yeah, okay, here's an avatar meme. What do you think about Zuko's parents? What do you think about Zuko's mom? What do you think about Sokka? And Sokka is, 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 is who's, is, did he and Top actually hook up? I'm like, what, the, what's going on? Oh my God, I saw that here? theory too. And like, the, the, maybe they had the child. I'm like, what? What is yeah. going on? But I do think that is credited to first freaking lockdown. No one has anything better to do. Not, no, not no one has anything better to do. Sorry. Everyone is just, I feel like, embracing the fact that we have always felt this interest towards these theories, except we just have our busy lives and that's not our main focus. But now that we're stuck at home with our mind and with all these shows that are on the internet, you just can't help it. You you can't help get into that rabbit hole because I remember in middle school, I would go into those Tumblr blogs and be like, oh my God, Harry Potter, what is this? What is this little rabbit hole that I would get into? But me and my friends would never talk about it because it's just like a weird, like, oh, that's not, that's, that's just, we don't talk about that. Sure. But now in 2020, it's kind of just like, you just got to embrace the theories and 
deep dives we get into things in our own heads that we just never share. And I think podcast has a lot to do with that too. Like just being able to express <laughs> your passion for something. Yeah. But oh my God, I am actually, I'm like addicted to TikTok. And I usually get into TikTok of like, oh, part one of what I bought. Like I bought so many things because of TikTok on Amazon. What, what, because what of did this you buy whole on series. TikTok? It's like things you need for your home or like things you should have for your uh, I don't know just like random things and I have bought okay for my bathroom I have the lazy Susan for it because it was on TikTok and I was like oh my god this is amazing I need more storage stuff and I got yeah, yeah, like yeah. all these weird light stuff too like oh my god look at that like I have these freaking light things and I don't need them but I get them I'm like, why? Why? Why am oh I buying God. all we these might, things? We might have to go Cabbage Carp YouTube on this just to show the effect that Christian did <laughs> with these two light beams that is just attached to her one of her shelves. It's incredible. I literally got a set of six, and I'm like putting them randomly in the house. When you come over, maybe you'll see them. Just like, yeah, you'll finally recognize them. And Albert's like, "What is this? What are you getting?" I'm like, "I saw it in TikTok. I needed to buy it. Like, it's just a must for my life." Yeah, Christian, you, you can't you cannot knock Albert so for buying like sports figurines anymore because I think you're just I as know. bad <laughs> with your TikTok purchases. But this is all to say we're in a strange time right here. I don't think that uh we're part of the problem because we have a podcast and Christian makes dank memes, dank memes all day long on at Cabbage Corp Pod. If you haven't followed already, you must follow at Cabbage Corp Pod on Instagram because you know, Christian is posting all these memes. Every once in a while, I'll put a po- post a meme that I've I really mess with. So uh, it's 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 a revolution, man. If you ever find yourself like you need a not only a distraction but a true a, a true message from the heavens, please subscribe and follow at Cabbage Core Pod for all your meme content. I'm honestly more on the Cabbage Corp Instagram more than my own because like. It's just so fun to get into these little scenarios with theories that you find on the internet. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like, this is so fun. I could, like, spend hours doing this. You know, this is how I know that you're in a relationship or not, because I spend time on my own Instagram because I'm waiting for some lucky DM, DM to find me. Um, so I can be in that. It doesn't hurt to be the avatar relationship corner instead of my my single ass right here. So, you know what? Um, I, I've been shooting my shot on FCFC, my other podcast as well. But if anyone wants to become uh, the moon spirit and uh, date date your boy, <laughs> shoot shoot a, shoot a shoot a DM to Cabbage Corp Pod, and then Christian will forward it to me in in great offer yes. fashion. So, yeah, if you're into that, looking for looking that. for a little water tribe boy, I'm your man. <laughs> I'm your guy. With that said, Christian, you're about to kick us off on the beautiful, wonderful world of theories. Where will you take us first? Now, the last episode, we did talk about why the Fire Nation kind of attacked the Southern Water Tribe. But this gets into more in depth of like the actual reason. Now, the reason that we did share in the history was just because the Southern Water Tribe actually was an amazing, um, strong, small tribe. And they only became weak because the Fire Nation kept on attacking. But this theory occurs with the idea of, well, how come they just kept on attacking the Southern Water Tribe? Like, they didn't really interfere with the Fire Nation's plan. Uh But this theory is, in episode one, Zuko is in the Southern Water Tribe area because he said the Fire Sages 
said that the last airbender was in the Southern Water Tribe. And he says this to Uncle Iroh. This being said, Uncle Iroh also says, Zuko, you're never going to find him. Your dad, your grandfather have been searching for them in the Southern Water, like in this area, and he's never found them. So from the bat, we know that the Fire Sages said, they're here in the Southern Water Tribe. We can sense that Avatar is here. So they're near the Southern Water Tribe. However, because it's been like a hundred years through mm. the generations, the theory is the Fire Lords really didn't understand how the Avatar could just disappear. But they knew that if the last Airbender died, then he he would have been reincarnated in the sub in a Water Tribe. So. Because the fire sages were like, it's in the Southern Water Tribe, they thought, okay, maybe he is reborn into the Southern Water Tribe, which is why they attacked them so, so much. And they were just trying to capture all of them. And that's kind of our hint in our our story to Hama, which is she was like the last of the Southern Water Tribe members for a long time. Then there's the story of why they attacked after 40 years, which is Katara's situation where I her see. mother died. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that is kind of the theory. They just, the Fire Lords, like both generations thought that, oh, okay, the Avatar is now reincarnated to the Southern Water Tribe, which is why they attacked them so much. Interesting. Okay, so what I'm hearing is it's kind of a convergence of these two things, right? One of them is that the Fire Sages with some kind of connection to spirituality could tell the Avatar spirit was hovering or in proximity to the Southern Water Tribe, mm-hmm. yes. which is true in a sense because was a- Aang, was, Aang was frozen in Southern Water Tribe territory as we find him in mm-hmm. episode one. But the second one also is they're like, okay, if the Avatar had died, if the Avatar had died and that's why we can't sense him or that's why the, the sensing is kind of weird, we might as well start start capturing and killing Water Tribe people right now and because maybe the Northern Water Tribe was too hard or difficult to get to, we have to station and um, take prisoners from the South. Maybe that's, yeah, I could see that see that being a point too. And um, the Fire Nation coming, what, 40 years, 40 years um, after they came back after 40 years is because yeah. they had heard about this mysterious bloodbender. Is so, that what you're saying? So the first time they attacked, you know how like, when we talked about it in the last episode, we said like, oh, the Fire Nation just kept on attacking the Southern Water Tribe because they were just so persistent. So they were like, you know what, let's just distinguish them, like yeah. get rid of them. But when we talk about Hama's story, you find out that they didn't kill any of the waterbenders. They captured them, which is why the theory comes about they were trying to capture the Avatar within the Southern Water Tribe because even though the Fire Sages said that it's the airbender that's in the Southern Water Tribe, for them, it's like it's been a hundred years. There's kind of like they were doubting it and they were like, I don't know, like maybe it's just the Fire Sages are right, but they got kind of mixed up. So they just assumed that it was a Southern Waterbender. That was the Avatar. So they started capturing them. And that was the first time where Hama was captured. I see. However, 40 years later, when they came, we know that instead of capturing waterbenders, they were killing them off. And we know this from Katara's mother. We just assume she's dead. And Katara's mother's name is Kai. She was basically killed right away. 
And for us, we're thinking first, why would they kill her? And also, if they knew that there were, if they were looking for the avatar, they'd be looking for a child. Mm. But they took this woman that was a lot older. And the reason why is they were actually looking for Hama because they saw Hama as so dangerous because she learned bloodbending. So when they heard that there was a waterbender in the Southern Water Tribe, they thought that Kai was Hama because they were just looking for an older person, which is the second time wasn't actually to find the Avatar. It was to kill Hama because this time around, they didn't take any prisoners. They were killing them off because they found out, shoot, because of us imprisoning these waterbenders, they ended up learning a very dangerous skill. Mm. And that is the theory, which I totally believe because this is amazing. Yeah, about it, this, it fits the yeah. storyline. The, the, in, the, in the range of theories, I just believe all of them. I don't, I don't even care about like, likelihood. I, I think or, I believe yeah. all of them. We're, we're, just gonna, we're just believers here. We're, 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 driven by, we're faith people, faith-driven people. Here in yes, I just universe. want to believe. I think theories really root from believing that the people who wrote this had this like revolutionary in-depth storyline that we never were privy to. And it might have just been like, oh, we don't really know what the storyline is. We're just going to go with what we have. But as people who love Avatar, I'm just like, I want more. So I will create more. That's right. <laughs> Look out for Christian and Josh's fan fiction on uh, what should we write fan fiction about? Should we do Zuko, Zuko, Katara, Blind Date, something like that? We'll we'll just write that with Ang looking on. You know, we're we're out here. We're out here. Yes, I I just love this. I especially like this because it gives you more in depth to why the Fire Nation attacked the Southern Water Tribe. Like it's not just oh they're just vicious people, and they are Fire Nation people are, but it just the difference between how they treated the Southern Water Tribe and the Northern Water Tribe is too different to not look at. Like they could have attacked the Northern Water Tribe more before they got advanced, but they didn't. And for them, what I believe from this theory is because the fire sages said like they're in the Southern Water Tribe, like it has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with the Northern Water Tribe. So they just let Northern Water Tribe do their thing because they also weren't, super active in fighting against the fire nation too so they were like we don't see a threat but for the southern water tribe we know or the fire sages know that the avatar is somewhere in this area okay i mean that's it's it's a hell of a theory we're going to take it as truth um i have a theory for you christian it's also has to do with that uh those pesky fire nation uh fire nation invasion plans here <laughs> But my theory concerns, why did the Fire Nation hunt dragons? Mm, okay. And we're going to go into a famous quote by our boy Zuko. Susan started the tradition of hunting dragons for glory. They were the ultimate firebenders. And if you could conquer one, your firebending talents would be, become legendary. And you'd earn the honorary title, Dragon. The last dragon was conquered long before I was born by my uncle my boy zuko talking to ang so in book three we get the avatar chapter of dragon lore right dragon lore throughout lord of the rings harry potter 
ancient um, ancient uh, mythology is all a little different. There's dragons amongst every other culture, but for Avatar universe, we get our lore in book three. But why it's relevant to the listeners right now is because we've already seen the sizable impact of dragon lord within book one itself. So when Aang first discovers the Fire Nation carnage at the Southern Air Temple, one was left to ask, how did the Fire Nation even get up to the temple itself, right? And we were talking about, was it tanks? Was it those those crane hook things that they always do? But the theory here is the firebenders rode dragons up to the Southern Air Temple um, with a fleet, an army of dragons went up there and caught the entire Southern Air Temple, these airbenders by surprise. And that's how they decimated and killed so many of them. The theory asks a question. If dragons were so essential to the war effort, why would then the Fire Nation turn around and hunt them for sport? Right? It's a good it's a good question to ask, right? Especially seeing as in this Avatar universe, the first bending animals, the sky bison, the badger moles, uh moon koi fish in the water tribe. But they're all given <laughs> some semblance of respect, especially for the Air Nation, right? You see not only does uh the air nomads have the sky bison as pets and partners, but really as they they tattoo air bison symbols on themselves, you know, out of a sign of respect. Mm-hmm. And yet the Fire Nation just decides to kill all the dragons, living all the dragons here. And so this call to this this really asks the question, like, why? And I think the answer, which this was um, kind of revealed by two YouTube channels, Hello Feature Me and Super Carlin Brothers, but they were saying the OG knucklehead, our beloved Fire Lord Sozin, the mass, the, the guy who kills killed an entire nation of air nomads, decided that because he couldn't find the airbending avatar, right? Even at the end of his life as an old man, he was he died searching for the airbender, the last airbender. Um because he couldn't find him, what he would do is deny the Avatar the ability to learn firebending by any means necessary. Oh my god. And so what he did on himself, or what he did for his own nation was he indoctrinated all the children, right? And all the na- all the citizens of the nation, spinning this false story of the greatness of this just war that the Fire Nation is uh, has waged and why the Air Nomads needed to be squashed, right? Mm-hmm. And so the entire Fire Nation citizens were so propagandized and so brainwashed that, of course, they wouldn't help an en- the biggest enemy of the Fire Nation, the Avatar, because they'd see him as literally the one thing stopping the Fire Nation from being truly happy and joyous and all yeah. that, right? So they wouldn't, they, uh, no firebender from the Fire Nation who was loyal to the Fire Nation would ever help the Avatar learn firebending. And so Fire Lord Sozin thought to himself, Okay, I got all the firebenders in the world covered. They will never help an airbender learn firebending. So who do I have to who do I have to take care of now? And he thought the one the one being, the one entity that can teach the avatar firebending that I haven't already covered are the original firebenders, the dragons themselves. Oh my god. And so he twisted these, this, the thinking here, and instead of a reverence for the first bending animals, like you see with the sky bison and the badger moles and the koi fish, Fire Lord Sozin convinced an entire Fire Nation that the greatness of the Fire Nation's firebenders, the prowess of their power, is determined by who can actually kill and conquer a dragon. And so he's flipped it on its head and said that, I don't want the Avatar to find out 
that the dragons were first the original air, uh, firebenders and for them to consult with the, these dragons to learn firebending, which he turned out to be um, right on the money with because what do, what do Zuko and Aang um, re-enhance their firebending abilities with? They go meet the original masters. They meet the dragons yeah. themselves. So Fire Lord Sozin was on the money that the Avatar and his friends would find the original benders. And uh, so he made he committed himself to the cause to essentially brainwash and convince the entire Fire Nation that dragons were meant to be conquered, all to prevent the Avatar from learning firebending and destroying his empire and the Fire Nation. Oh my god. What do you think, I could Christian? totally believe that. Because if you look back before fire lord sozin did this basically to the dragons when he killed all the airbenders he actually killed tried to kill all of the sky bison too because he was like i just don't want anything resembling the air nomads and so he killed a whole population of sky bison with that so i could definitely believe this it's really twisted and i don't know like it makes me really sad that it was Uncle Iroh to kill the last because, like, I'm like, I-, I wanted to believe in you. Like, that you would know that your dad um, was a horrible person and didn't know. But I would give him credit because I don't think he really turned a new leaf until his son died. You know so, what? I think, I think oh, there, might be, there might be a point to Uncle Iroh where he actually lied, right? <clears throat> that he killed these dragons. That, oh, that is because very true. Because he... he um, He's the dragons were still existing, the last two dragons. And um they had said that uh the the Sun Warriors had said they had met Uncle Iroh in the past. And then I think oh Zuko God. kind of I think Zuko kind of rationalized like, oh, he must have lied to everyone to preserve them because Uncle Iroh, even at a young age, did respect the spirits. That was one of his big things. Yeah. So Uncle Iroh again, even, you know what? We're gonna retroactively go Wait, back to the Capricorn podcast. The give, give him a point. Give him a point. He's ding, climbing ding, these ding. power rankings. Let's go. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so good. Oh, I totally believe this though. I think it's a in the beginning it's just kind of like why would you kill and distinguish something that is supposed to be such a big pride and joy right. of who you are. But this just goes to show like Father Sozin, he as evil as he was, he was so smart. I feel like he's different than Commander Zhao and even uh, Fire Lord Ozai, where he didn't let his pride get in the way of his goal. Where I feel like if it was, like even for Commander Zhao, like he did, wouldn't take Zuko's hand because of his own pride when he was gobbled up by the huge koi fish spirit, mm. you know. But I think this is this just goes. He was so smart, and if he did survive, like if he was still alive, it would have been a, it would have definitely been a different storyline for the war we can only imagine and theorize and we have so many theories to talk you know no you know know. christian i believe you have an avatar ang theory to present to to the cabbage people oh my god tell me about it what's going on (gasps) okay so this is an avatar theory of what would have happened if Aang... Well, it's kind of like a what-if kind of situation. Like, what would have happened if Aang did not go into the iceberg and he kind of fulfilled his timeline um, before the war, basically. Because it was a 100 years war, but Aang was so young, so he would have taken part in it, but not necessarily, like, for a long time. 
So there would have had to be another avatar before the war was over. And so if that was the case, we would have, Korra would have never been the next avatar. So the theory is Princess Yue was actually supposed to be the next avatar. What? So the thing is, there is another theory that Katara was actually supposed to be the next avatar because she was from the Southern Water Tribe and that's where Korra was Uh. from. However, the one with Princess Yue is a bit more detailed because when the avatar cycle like when one ends and another begins it's basically the avatar inherits rava right so then they're filled with this spirit and once they pass away the spirit goes to somebody else Mm. however the reason why a lot of people think that she was supposed to be the next avatar is when she was born she was born silent like she didn't really have life within her which is why her parents had to ask the moon spirit to save her. And because of that, the moon spirit gave part of its life to her and she lived. So the theory is Princess Yue was supposed to inherit Rava, but because Aang was still alive, she couldn't. And so she was kind of like lifeless, but she was alive. Oh my God. So then, yeah, so that's the theory that she... It was supposed to follow oh, this timeline. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. because she couldn't, the spirit just gave her part of their life. And so that's why she she was able to live. Oh, my gosh. This is blowing me away. This is blowing me away. That's so beautiful and also very sad in, in a way. Yeah. Um, and it brings the theory yeah. of are the avatars predestined? And it's just yeah. like, what? <laughs> so right. it's like... It, it is the idea of like, maybe the avatar, I guess, cycle is in some way predestined, but it is flexible to whatever happens. But this story, definitely a lot of people think that because she had such a connection to the spiritual world and it happened when she was born. It wasn't something that she grew into like Janora, you know, but it was something yeah. like she couldn't live without the spirit. So that's a big theory that it would fit the timeline of like kind of when Aang would die, unless like Aang was kind of like Kyoshi where he lived a very long life. And then when she passed, Princess Yue was born. But that is a theory that has been out there because there are a lot of what ifs in the Avatar realm of like, what if Aang lived his life? Like who would have been the next Avatar if it wasn't Korra? And the two main people are like Princess Yue and Katara. That's legit. I think I really love that theory. I'm going to just believe that it's true from here on out because I think that the Princess Yue arc, and you know it already, Christian, I told you a couple episodes ago mm-hmm. that the last episode of, of book one is my one of my favorite episodes of all time, specifically because you get this really beautiful mix of like spirit world shenanigans mm-hmm. um, and avatar lore. But Princess Yue like is an incredible part of that because like, you know she has some kind of spirit based within her Mm -hmm. because they tell that that story but for her to simply give her life up to bring the moon back into the sky and merge with that spirit like there's so many complications and connotations and out like reverberating consequences for for what happens after that right Mm -hmm. and i think that's really important to explore and i think it's kind of a shame that we don't get to touch on Princess Yue more for the rest of the series because mm-hmm. I think what she occupies as this human spirit hybrid is like 
at the core essence of so much of what core is about and so much of what rava and that connection yeah. is about and i love the fact that um even her white hair with the moon spirit that makes sense but also with rava that would make sense because the yeah. rava spirit and force is what is is this the white persian rug that we talked about before and so that's a beautiful theory and i, I love the fact that it still follows like the avatar reincarnation cycle of being water tribes yeah and i think that's that's at the heart of it and there are actually a lot of other theories behind her that we could probably get into when we get into the other books of like events that happen and i just it was bad like i like i i told josh before this pod like i got into the zone of like literally watching a bunch of avatar theories and a lot of them surrounded princess ua and I don't know. I I like this theory a lot of like, okay, so there is this kind of predestined um, cycle, which is, I feel like, maybe why the fire sages were able to kind of predict. And that is another theory too. Were the fire sages predicting the next avatar? Because it, mm. she was, Korra was from the Southern Water Tribe, you know? And I'm just like, what is this? <laughs> so yeah. i don't know i just feel like there's definitely there could be the idea and the lore of like are things predestined in some way in this world because it is predestined who becomes the avatar in which nation it be, they become the avatar but are you able to narrow it down to which like i guess tribe yeah no and that's 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 real i think we'll have to do another bonus episode on like the sp- spiritual leaders of the avatar universe because i'm like oh when someone says something like if the air nomad people said something then it means something significant spiritually the other people i'd say that is the fire sages they're often not wrong they may be using um their powers for ill but they're often not wrong with their gut feeling about the avatar's return um where the avatar is currently like we know that even like uh they had a sense and then Avatar Roku's eyes gl- uh, started glowing and they're like, oh, the Avatar is back. And they they alerted Fire Lord um, Ozai. And so they're, they, they're often not wrong, which is interesting. Even in Korra, the new Avatar, uh, the new Fire Sages who are now loyal again to the Avatar have been raising Sky Bison and raising mm-hmm. this kind of spiritual connection again in the world. And so you're right. I think if the Fire Sages have any inkling into the Avatar's whereabouts or the Avatar's status... I think we, it's it's worth following. Mm-hmm. This is another um, air bendy theory. Let's get bendy. Let's get <laughs> air bendy out here. Yes. So in in Legend of Korra, the big bad of book three is Zahir, right? And even to the point where our last episode is titled "Zahir Did First," yes. talking about his illustrious bangs. <laughs> Trend. I think one of the most iconic. Yeah, one of the most, the top three moments of Zaheer, right? Two of the top three moments of Zaheer. First one would be him flying, taking flight, which was just like a mind F, right, for everybody. I'd say one of the, the second most impactful moment I've seen of Zaheer is when he suffocates the Earth Kingdom Queen and robs all her oxygen and then thus using airbending to murder someone. We've never seen that before, right? Yes, that is something And we've only it. seen that. We don't see because, again, airbenders are usually pacifists and they will use their bending to avoid or to deflect and never to attack mm-hmm. themselves. And so, you know, it's it's we look at Zaheer as, you know, he's a terrorist, he's a villain. 
and we're we're obviously like you know he's a bad guy that's why when given this great power he used it for evil right in an evil way i'm here to convince you that monk gyatso legendary teacher of the avatar ang the last airbender also used this oxygen sucking out ability to murder and to kill many many people this is the theory okay monk gyatso used this very rare and powerful form of airbending to kill the Fire Nation soldiers that attacked the Southern Air Temple. The evidence. May I present the evidence, Your Honor? Of course. So when Aang traumatically finds Monk Yatso's skeleton, his not even corpse anymore, a pure skeleton, it's been a hundred years, right? Mm-hmm. Still looks great, by the way. He has his full skeleton. It's 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 incredible. But we see not only Monk Yatso's um, leg- like, uh, iconic necklace, airbending necklace, right? Uh, the necklace of a master of airbending. We'll see Aang rock something very similar after the, the events of Last Airbender. But Monk Yatso is, is uh, clothes are, I mean, there's a couple tears in it, right? But for the most part, the orange airbender uh, air nomad robe is still intact. And yeah. you can tell that of, of the sash, you can tell the kind of shape of it. But around, um, around the the great monk master in this chamber in this room, are close to like fifty corpses of uh, and skeletons of Fire Nation soldiers. Yes. Right, and you're wondering because even when we've seen, I'd say like outside of Zaheer, Tenzin is probably the most like straightforward and um, violent maybe even powerful airbending right we see like him do like an air scooter that rips through the air we see him do kind of twister motions and airbending that'll that'll hurt people um and what once he casts them away but these firebenders have just they're they're it looks like they died with their faces to the ground right face your face first on the ground and so it makes us think like what kind of airbending did uh, did they participate? Did Monkey Atso implement oh to kill these firebenders, like like so? And the idea here is this: What does fire need to grow and to thrive? Oh my god! Oxygen. <laughs> Oxygen. And so when Monkey Atso was felt like he was being attacked, he was there, cornered, trapped in that trapped there. Again, we have to remember that this happens during Sozin's Comet, right? When firebending is at its strongest for a hundred year span, right? Yes. So the firebenders are unstoppable. So what Monk Yatsu does is go inside as probably the most powerful airbender there, attracts all these Fire Nation soldiers into this room, the singular room. And then once they're inside, locks the room and it immediately starts to suck the oxygen out of the room. So the firebending oh is proved God. to be powerless and so once you start doing that the firebenders can no longer bend but as an effect of this of sucking oxygen out of the room of course the fire nation begins to suffocate similar to the way that we've seen the earth kingdom die and so in this attempt to preserve the air nation and the air nomads the remnants of it monkey Atso, famous pacifist famous teacher of avatar ang suffocated close to 30 or 40, a whole legion of soldiers to try and stop their firebending. And he succeeded. Unfortunately, he <sighs> lost his own life to the, to, to, the, to the kind of escapade here, but in turn proved to kill, <laughs> become the airbender, one of, one of the first airbenders to use 
the suffocation technique to kill in the Avatar universe. Christian, oh, what do you think? Wow, it makes me so sad because I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to believe that. What I could believe is like, you know, like you said, he that was a result of what he did. You know, he was trying mm. to distinguish the fire, but like we know, fire comes. From within the people of the Fire Nation. Oh, I never really thought of that. Like, I guess scenario. Like, I, I just when I saw the moment when Aang sees um, Monkey Yatso just there, I didn't really think much of it. I was just like, oh, they must have all died. But I don't. Yeah, you, you really sold it very well. I'm kind of like, oh man. There it is. This theory <laughs> oh, is man. valid. No, it's. I mean, it should be said because we see plenty of Fire Nation like um, symbols and like uh, even like armor cast out everywhere where they go, right? In in places where they've attacked, but we've never seen like the death of Fire Nation soldiers, the corpses, the bones of them yeah. littered where they were before. Except for this case, where Ang and Gang, the gang, discovers tragically Monkey Yato's body. Mm-hmm. Another thing. Then this is from. Uh, I believe, uh, oh, this is also from the Super Carlin Brothers, but he was saying that, I'm sorry, this is not, it's one YouTube avatar YouTuber, YouTuber but he's like, Monkey Atto's robe was not burned. Mm. Like, that's an important thing. Like, why would they not have killed him using fire directly, right? We would have seen the, yeah. the torch robe. We would have seen the kind of, the tatters of it. But all we see, the robe is fairly intact. It has it has some some cuts in it, but for the most part, it's... It's Im- impeccable. What's not impeccable are the are the yeah. Fire Nation soldiers face first in the ground because they no longer were able to. Oh. Move. That's my theory, Christian. There it is. We all believe it's true. Monkey Atto thought... murderer, <laughs> rightfully so. When I saw it, I just thought it was just kind of like for us to see that that was Monk. Gyatso and for Aang to be triggered into the Avatar state. That's what I thought growing up, and like even. Till this day, I always just assumed that, oh, they put that in for Aang to be able to recognize this body was through the mm. clothes. But that doesn't make, that doesn't nothing make sense. Is, nothing is there on accident. If we've learned anything from this Avatar universe, nothing was there on accident. I never thought of that. But that makes a lot of sense. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because, I mean... I would say even for Monkeyatso, he is a pacifist. But we saw from the last when, whenever when Aang kind of asked for help and advice from the last Avatar that was an Airbender, she was kind of like, "You gotta do what you gotta yeah. do, man." Like we have our beliefs, but at the end of the day, ultimately, like if we're pushed into a corner, we have to do what we have to do. And maybe Monkeyatso knew that too. And because Aang was never privy to that, or wasn't able to experience that side of monkey Atsu of like hey we are pacifists but at the end of the day if we're in a war we got to do what we got to do ing was never exposed to that so maybe ing had a harder time because like we've always talked about they're just kids they weren't exposed to this so yeah i don't know that yeah that it's a good point it's like would monkey Atsu betray his morals in this moment yeah, and you know what? I think it's. I'd like to think. First off, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. You know, Giato got to suffocate some people, got to murder some people. But it was it was out of self self defense. Yes, yes. Right, we're being 
Like we're like I, I'm having some fun with it, but I mean, this is a invading army who's here to commit genocide upon your yeah. people. Like, I think it's a valid response to it. Um, what you said about them just being kids is is real in this scenario too. Like, I think that had Aang learned to be the Avatar at an older age, he probably wouldn't. Ha- he'd probably be closer to Avatar Yang mm. Chen, right? The last um, Airbending Avatar, as you said, and be like, "Yo, it's you have to do what you have to do. Like, I have to protect." the four nations and the validity of the four nations and the sovereignty of the four nations. And that might take some violence, but because he was frozen in time in such a childlike state, of course he's going to be as idealistic, you know, and still believe in, in the fact that we can do it as 1000% pacifist Mm -hmm. way that, um, that he was raised to, even if some of the monks um, who are older might not have shared the exact. And, and, That is to show, too, like, for Sokka, of course, he didn't grow on the same morals as Aang. He knew where the boundaries were, and we saw that when his interaction with Jet, he was kind of like, hey, you know what? The Fire Nation did is wrong, but if you follow in their footsteps, that makes you as horrible as they are, and we have to choose when to fight and when to just be like, this is something we let pass. And I think maybe if... Aang was even like a couple years older, like Sokka's age, and got the experience he did. He would have viewed things a lot differently and wouldn't have had the trouble. But at the end of the day, I love Aang, and I think it sets us up for Korra and their new problem that occurs. <laughs> oh man, just a new team avatar. It's a new team. It's a, that same team avatar, but a whole lot of no kissing, <laughs> and we're here for it. Christian, I think. Um, Avatar theories are some of our favorite, yes, our, our shared favorite interests in this planet Earth. We try to keep it, um, the theories relevant to book one, mm-hmm. especially into the uh, tribes of air and water, because that's what we've covered as the Cabbage Corp together. But um, look forward to more of these bonus episodes with new Avatar theories at the end of each book. And I would say, like, we love to interact with Cabbage Heads. And I've gotten some DMs of just like, you guys sending me memes and I'm just like dying. Yeah, I really want your guys' input and also let us know if you have some theories because I would love to hear more theories. So please, please tell me more theories. I would love to just get into it even for just like my own um, benefit of just wanting to feed into this huge Avatar lore even more. But yeah, I love this. Avatar theories are definitely something I'm very invested in. Same here. I, You know what my ideal version of our podcast looks like? Outside of um, Whole Foods becoming our sponsor <laughs> and paying us exorbitant amounts of money to, to, to Cabbage Corp Pod, is that we could start every Cabbage Corp episode with a theory yes! from one of our listeners. Oh, you know, I think that'd be, that'd be really fun. If any Cabbage Corp employee, part of potential employee, intern employee, um, if you have a theory, we'd love to hear it. Yes, oh we'd my love God, to I speak love on that. it. We'd love to shout you out on a podcast. So no matter how weird they are, no matter how like weird shipping you might do between different characters of Avatar, we're here for it. We want to talk to you. We want to listen to you, and we want to we want to put it on our podcast episode next. So, with that said, Christian, what's our next episode? Is this the the end end of book one? Are we jumping into book two the next time the cabbage cabbage has listened to us? Yes. We are going to get into book two. Oh, we're talking about Earth? We're talking Earth? I'm so excited. I am so excited for Earth. 
Is that Toph Beifong's music I hear? I'm just, I'm just so excited to get into the next book. I feel like this mini series has been amazing and I love it and I love getting into these side details and the history, but I am so ready to start back on book two. If you're a big fan of podcasts or want to just show some love and support to the CaptureCorp podcast, go sign up for Stitcher Premium today at stitcher.com slash premium for only $4.99 a month. With Stitcher Premium, you get access to ad-free episodes, comedy albums, and exclusive episodes from Stitcher. If you just want to check it out and you don't really know if it's for you, don't worry. If you use our promo code WARRIORS at checkout, you get a month free on us. So go check it out. Our bread and butter. We're back for your tune tops in 2021. We love you, Cabbage Heads. Stay safe during this holiday season. Christian and Josh are looking out for you. Christian, take us out on a crazy fan theory. Princess, Princess Yui should have been the Avatar. Should have been the Avatar.